morning everyone. I am so sorry we were delayed once again. We had one recorded and then didn't come out before Desire Lore came out and so our stuff was irrelevant. Anyways, here we are finally being productive for the podcast that we started. I mean I think it was kind of good that we did delay it because it like gave me a chance to actually go into Desire Lore and do all that. So how'd you enjoy it? <clears throat> I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I like it a bit a lot better than Old Deer. It it works better thematically because it's like an Old Deer, like a lot of the bosses just kind of didn't really. So okay, the way that they do a lot of raids and the way that they've done them in the past is like you generally know somewhat who most of the bosses are. Uh, for example, like in Emerald Nightmare, you knew who like. A lot of people in there were, like Ilgan off the side and stuff like that. But like you still, like there was a theme and you still knew who they were to an extent. But with Aldir, they had like, <clears throat> like Fetid Devourer and like uh, shit like that. I, I mean, there was they had cool lore reasons for having the bosses in Aldir. It's just that they didn't really, I don't know, it, it didn't really fit. To me, it felt kind of out of place. Like, yeah, you went back in and killed Zul, and you uh, you basically killed Gahoon, but like a lot of them, and, and you killed Mithrax too. Like Mithrax, you saw in the story. Gahoon, you heard about in the story. Zul, he was in the storyline, but like stuff like Fetid, stuff like uh, Vectus. Vectus is cool. I I did like him. He. Uh, so he actually was make was made reference to the the blood plague, that was like you know the big epidemic that happened in WoW and they they used like the epidemiologists like studied it. Yeah. So like what Vectus was was a sample of Gahoon's blood combined with that plague. So I think you're getting a little bit off topic. So yeah, I, I, sorry, I did kind of space out there. Okay, so. I mean that is still really cool. <clears throat> the theme of Dazar lore or Battle for Dazar lore is basically you have the alliance invading the uh, Zandalori capital. <clears throat> so you're seeing different aspects of, like, the battle. You're fighting against either the invading army or you're fighting against the defenders. So should we <clears throat> issue a spoiler alert here? Yeah, because LFR is not going to be out till uh, next week. So, spoiler alert, So, spoiler everyone. alert. And the granted, first three bosses are going to be in LFR. So, um... So the first boss you have to deal with is Champion of Light. <clears throat> now this is a paladin, uh, and for the alliance coming in, is this is a Zandalari paladin, which is cool because that kind of shows you yes, the Zandalari actually can play paladin class when the the get released, and I think they're going to be released when the last after the last LFR is released because uh, in 8.1.5. Because they want the quests that come out, they want everybody to be able to do them. And it's going to involve you having to actually, like, do the raid. So when you do that, you're going to, you know, going to access those quests. They don't want it to be, like, only the top guild is going to unlock this new, you know, yeah. race. They want everybody to be able to do it. Alright, so Champion of Light is a Dark Iron Dwarf if you are Horde. And it is a Zandalari Paladin, if you or Zandalari Prelate, actually, is what they're called, if you're Alliance. <clears throat> and then they do switch around the second and third boss, depending upon what your faction is. But 
they're still like still essentially fighting the same thing. So the second boss for the horde is Grong. And he is a giant gorilla. He's basically he was a very he was a hyper intelligent gorilla. Is he a play <clears throat> on who I think he is? Grod? Yeah. Uh yes. Yeah, I think he is actually. I think he's a play on like Grod, but he's also a play on like King Kong. Because, so when you fight him, like, okay, so the Alliance actually does, as part of their, like, war campaign quest, they actually interact with him, and they, you find out, oh, so he's going to be part of the raid. Well, he starts off as this really smart gorilla, and then they do, like, this strength enhancer to him. But when they do it to him, it lowers his intelligence, and it makes him lose his intelligence, makes him just a rampaging beast. Oh snap. <clears throat> so when you find this horde... <clears throat> and you kill him. Uh, so spoiler: once somebody appears, and is like, "This gorilla could be of use to us. This beast could be of use to us." And so he raises him from the dead. You showed me that. <clears throat> that looked so. So cool. when, <clears throat> so when the horde fights him, he's Grong the Gorilla Lord. When the Alliance fights him, he's Grong the Revenant, and he's this undead gorilla. He has similar abilities. <clears throat> Like, it, they're basically the same abilities, but just, I think, different ma schools of magic that you have to watch out for. <clears throat> so that's kind of an interesting fight to deal with. You gonna clear your throat after every sentence? Yeah, I, I, sorry, just, my throat's kind of scratchy right now. So drink your drink, tea. Drink some more of my tea and get my throat unscratchy. So I want to know what you guys are sipping on. If you're sipping on anything, we're sipping on some tea. And take a drink for every time I say sipping, <clears throat> apparently. I've got uh, the apple cinnamon. It's really good. I think I have, um, what, Puar mixed with lemon zinger. Oh, that sounds really good. You want to try it? <clears throat> Not right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the next boss up, so this is the second boss if you're Alliance, and the third boss if you're Horde, is the Jade Fire Masters. And this is a monk-mage combo. I like that word, Jade Fire. Jade Fire, yeah. Yeah, so basically you fight them... And at the end of the fight, they turn into dragons, which is really cool. That is cool. <clears throat> I, now, I will say that in normal, if you're a mythic guild raider, like, you're going to just, like, burn through these first couple of bosses. Like, you're just going to destroy them. So, since you got off topic a bit ago, I want to get off topic for just two seconds. Speaking of dragons, mm -hmm. the freaking Tarin guy in Pandaria, <laughs> his dragon form was so cool. Oh, okay, so the off-topic nature here is that Pizza and I are leveling up. Uh, Pizza's leveling up a horde demon hunter, and I'm leveling up my Mistweaver monk. So we're questing a high mountain right now. So yeah, like, it was high mountain, not high mountain. Pandaria. I'm stupid. And the the Ebonhorn quest line, he's actually you know when he gets spoiler, he gets revealed as a black drake. He's so pretty, <laughs> so cool. So spoiler for you actually. For me. Yeah, later on, like when you're talking to him and like doing quests with him, he says, "Sorry, I need to go deal with family matters." Now his family's Raytheon, uh, who is basically a spawn a spawn of Deathwing. Basically, who is hmm. the... Wait, so is Ebonhorn bad? No, Ebonhorn's very good. Ebonhorn is very, very noble black okay. drake. <laughs> so Ebonhorn was basically affiliated with the High Mountain Tarn before mm. uh, Deathwing got corrupted. It's just like, I, I don't know, like his dragon form was really pretty. You mm -hmm. brought up dragons, I wanted to bring that up. So anyway. they do turn into dragons, and what's cool is that like the mage turns into a, uh, like a phoenix. More of a phoenix than a dragon. And then the monk turns into, like, Yulon, the green, like, uh, 
Chinese looking dragon. What is the difference between a phoenix and a dragon? Y'all have to forgive me for being slow. A phoenix is I'm more sick. Like, a phoenix is more like a bird than than that. Like so you know the uh the cloud well, serpent dragons? Are they are they related? Like the the, the two people? The two people? No, they're okay. like... Okay, that was my point of confusion. Like, <laughs> I was sitting here wondering why one would turn into a dragon. No, they're not blood-related. It's just that mages... So, fire mages actually, they're... When they had their artifact weapon, they had, like, phoenix flames. The mm. phoenix has always been associated with, like, mages because... Uh, Kael'thas, when you fight him in the eye, you fight that phoenix and you mm. get the mount. So... Y'all have to forgive me. I'm sick right now. <laughs> so, uh... Up next is Opulence, Conclave, and Rastakhan. Are they all, like, in the same area? So Why did you say the them first, all at once? So the first three bosses, the way that they divide the wings is they divide them, like... Oh, so you're going for, by wing. Okay. Yeah, so LFR, like, you do so many bosses, boom, you get that wing I completed. I was just confused why you <laughs> said all three of them. Yeah, so basically the way that they'll separate in LFR is you do three bosses per wing. Opulence is a cool word. What does that mean? Uh, I think it means, like, greed. Oh, is he the... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Opulence is really cool. So, for Horde, you walk in to, uh, to Rastakhan's throne room. Like, that's the, not the one that, that's at the top of the, uh, at the top of the pyramid. You walk into, like, his little, like, hidden sanctuary throne, like, his safety barracks, basically. And you walk in there, and I'm not going to spoil how you, what position you find him in. Because, like, that, that's a big spoiler way. But, so, uh, you talk to, I think it's Talanji, and say, hey, what happened with all this? And so, when somebody's sitting on his throne, which is the cool part. But, um, I mean, they've released the cinematic on, yeah. like, YouTube okay. and so stuff. Yeah, okay, so, basically, to, to kind of spoil it, you go in there, and Rastakhan is dead. Yeah. And Talanji is standing over his corpse. Like, I, I would, in any other situation, be like, okay, cool, don't spoil it, whatever. Mm. But it's been released on YouTube. It's probably yeah. on Wowhead's Twitter. Like, Yeah, it is. Now that I think about it. So basically, you, you walk in, and you see Roscoe laying on the ground, and you're like, what happened? So this is as Horde. You ask what happened. <clears throat> um, and you get sent back in time, basically, and you play as Alliance. Mm. So you now have the Alliance racials. That is really cool. I really like how they, like, people <laughs> are dogging on BFA so much, but you've got to admit that as a dungeon, or a raid, sorry, that is really cool. Okay, this was a cool concept, except I hate the fact that I had to become a Night Elf. Oh my god. No, it's not, nothing wrong with, like, the Alliance or anything. It's just that, like, I, my racial as a Blood Elf is Arcane Torrent. It means I can consume a uh, consume ma a magic effects in an AOE ring. I can't do that if I'm Look, playing man, as an adult. Shadow Meld is freaking cool. Okay? It is cool, but it does me no good. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> Look, man, that thing is a P is a PVP lifesaver. It's a PVP lifesaver, but in PVP PVE, like it works as like kind of a feign death. I guess like I'm just I'm so tired of like going on groups and seeing alliance hate like i yeah. am horde all the way through but i don't get the hate yeah i don't either so anyways the bosses so opulence is basically um alliance players if you remember during your quest line before the raid uh to where you went inside and you stole back this scepter it was in the throne room and you went through this like little treasure room with traps and everything like that and finally you see this big like pile of gold manifest into like a being and then attacked you so you had to just haul ass out of there i do have a <clears throat> desire lord question what's up um 
the reason you flash back to Alliance is because, like, the Alliance in-game had already gone and attacked, right? So, yeah, the way that this works is that, basically, you're flashing back to Alliance because you're not going to kill Rastakhan as Horde. He's, he's your ally. And same, like, um, if you're Alliance, what are you going to do? Attack your... Yeah, Jaina. yeah. So actually, and that's actually what happens is later on you actually fight them as Horde of Pure Alliance. I was I was confused because, um, like, I guess I just don't understand the the flash, like the flashing mm -hmm. back. Like, is it because the Alliance had already <clears throat> gone and attacked, so that's why you keep flashing back? Or I think it's just like you're seeing it from as if you were the Alliance. You're seeing it from that perspective. So you're seeing both sides of the raid with this. Sorry, that was a dumb question. Oh no, you're good. Um, so basically, um, uh, this was actually when we were raiding was the first time we actually had a wipe it was on opulence. Mm. So this is when it really started to get like the difficulty really got noticeable. So opulence is a really, really cool fight. <clears throat> he, like from what I saw, he is a cool ass so boss. So what you have to do with the, your raid is you have to separate out your raid into two groups and there's two hallways. But if you, okay, so the room is set up like you have two hallways going around and then you have straight, you could walk straight down to Opulence, but he's buffed mm. like, like 200%. Like he does high damage. Like is he, he the one hard. that hit a little bit too hard or is that another boss? I was another boss. Okay. Like he, um, no, Grong hits hard. I'll say that. He does hit hard. Well, I mean, as far as who was overtuned. <clears throat> oh no, I'll get to, I'll get to that one. Uh, but Opulence... So you go down the hallway and you, you split up your raid and you go through these traps and you fight this like stone golem thing and on, on both sides. You fight, well, each side fights them. And uh, when you get to like a certain hallway, there's these little gems. And basically one gem is for tanks and then there's like two two or three gems, I think, for healers. Like a like <clears throat> crystal type gem? Yeah, like okay. crystals. Like they're actual like crystals. You click on them mm. and you get this buff. And like they're... So you, there's a benefit <clears throat> to going down the two hallways so that you actually get a buff to be able to fight Well, them, you have right? to go... No, no, you have to go through the hallways. If you well, don't... Well, no, no, no. I mean, instead of going straight down the middle, like you, it, there's <clears throat> a benefit to splitting up and well, going down the Well, there's a benefit, the but like if you... If you just went straight down, he the boss himself would hit would do like two hundred percent increased damage. But you have to clear out the hallways to make him not do two hundred percent. Gems aside, literally what I just said. Yeah. You know what? I'm really tired of <laughs> saying something and then you just repeating it right back. <laughs> Sorry to me. about that. So so gems aside, like it, he actually gets he has a buff if you don't kill those guys. Like you get the gems. The gems give you unique abilities during the fight. <clears throat> So the one that I picked, for example, was an opal, and it made it to where, hey. it made it to where, uh, for every target I hit, I did an increased amount of damage. Like, and so it's got AOE stuff in the fight. So that he spawns these ads under him, and they have to die like ASAP. And so as a demon hunter, I'm a cleave class. <laughs> That's what I do, man. I I, I happen to be DPSing this. So I was, uh, you know, as soon as they would come up, bam, I pop my eye beam and just like go, you know, go to town um, on them. Yeah, sorry, I forget <laughs> that like. Um, eye beam is the big deal. Is the yeah. big DPS for uh, havoc? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm so used to vengeance that like when someone says eye beam, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so basically, when they popped up, I hit my eye beam and just annihilated them. 
and it just like my damage will keep ramping up and then there's another buff that like makes the boss take increased damage and then another one that gives like crit in increased crit chance like there's so many different ways to do this fight that like you look at your raid composition you say hey Who's taking what gems? And, like, this is going to be hell for LFR because do you, people are just going to click on random shit. Do you um, <clears throat> have any YouTubers or anything that you would suggest people watch if they want to do the um, fight? That, like, if, say, people do go into LFR so they don't completely fuck it up, you know? I mean, they're definitely going to put, like, you know, the the rubber baby buggy bumpers on for LFR. The, okay, the safety fine, bars. then people who were raiding with the guild for the first <laughs> so, time. Um, Hazelnutty Games actually does a lot of, like, raid videos and Fatboss TV as well. I, uh, I've seen come up in my suggestions a few times. I'll, when I find it, I'll link it below, um, make a note for me to do that. Okay. Um, like, of Opulence in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, because I, wa I, I watch well, them no, on no, your no, channel. Well, no, 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 Um, like, I'll, I'll get random, like, World of Warcraft stuff, because I'll watch World of Warcraft stuff, too, oh, like... But, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, a guide came out, because apparently a lot of people are having trouble with Opulence. Yeah, no, I can imagine so. Like, had we not been, like, so well-geared, like, Opulence would have beat the hell out of us. Like, but, he was um, tough. Like, I'm sure it'd be <laughs> easy to find on your own, but in case you mm -hmm. don't want to do the labor by yourself... Now, something to consider, too, is he, that might have been a heroic guide. I don't remember, um, but I'm sure it's still in my, like, um, no, it wasn't really, it wasn't, wasn't in the suggestion. It came up in my notifications. Okay. So, um, it's not like it just came up my suggestions. I saw it. No, it actually came to my notifications and that's why it stood out to me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so we downed Opulence and so I was really happy. I, uh, I think I bonus rolled the glaive. That he was drops. the cutest happy dance. So, yeah. Like, now granted, it wasn't really much of an upgrade, but it was a really cool transmog piece. I remember you getting really excited <clears throat> about yeah, that. Yeah, it looks, it looks cool as hell. <clears throat> Alright, so the next boss you go up to is Conclave. Uh, and it's basically, so on normal, it's, um, so what it is, is it's different aspects of the Loa. So you actually fight, like, this human avatar of Loa. The Loa being the, um... The wild gods, yeah. basically, of the Zan who they revere. I was trying to think of, like, what they were... Because I almost said nature gods, but mm -hmm. wouldn't be completely inaccurate. So, in, uh, in normal, you fight, like, I think, uh, Paku, Kimball, uh, Gonk. Like, you, it, yeah, he's a, ra he's a raptor Loa. Uh... Gonk. Yeah, his name's Gonk. <laughs> there's like four. There's four you fight in there, and then if you're on heroic, you fight Kragwa's alt, like avatar. So do you do you fight Gonk? So, no, no, no. So it's so really you cool. you don't bang the Gonk. <laughs> so when you um when you deal with these uh with these guys, so they they only come down two at a time. Hmm. And so you don't want to split your damage because as soon as you kill one, the one that's up has a buff. Like, he's buffed. He gets, like, a damage increase. Hmm. Like, for everyone you kill, like, say... So the one we left was actually Avatar of Gonk. He was the last one we killed. And, Wait, you uh, just said that you didn't fight him. We didn't fight Gonk himself. We fought the Avatar. Well, that's what I meant, dude. I, You <laughs> know what I mean. Come on. So you fight their, like, these human, like, they're basically priests. They're, 
priests who harness the power of these Loa. So you ruined <clears throat> my joke. <laughs> so uh, in heroic, you get Cragwall added, and then I think in mythic, you get one zombie. You actually have to fight one zombie. Oh yeah, because he is a wild god, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Loa, so he's definitely a wild god. Yeah, he's a Loa of death. I'm stupid. But um, no, like this one, we actually did like have a couple like crash and burns on it. But it's just, it was just like kind of figuring out the rhythm of the fight. And there was a certain way that you wanted to kill them. Like a certain way that you wanted to, like, I guess a certain order. Uh, a certain order you wanted to kill them because they, uh, like I said, the buffs. But basically, like the Paku, the pterodactyl, would come down and do like this wind thing. And if you weren't in it, you were going to die. Like it, Wait, you, you had to be in his thing to not die? Yeah, so, like, if you're outside the winds, like, it was a safe zone. You had oh. to be, like, un under the boss because it was a safe zone. Mm. If you're outside, you took a lot of damage. And then, like, uh, one of them, like, hexed you, like, put turns into little raptors. And then, like, Gonk actually summoned raptors. You had to kill the, the raptors because they fixated on people. And then uh, Kimball would just leap around. And I hated that one. I hate, because he would just, like, especially when we were in, like, the wind phase, he would just nuke everybody, and it sucked. So we had to, like, find our, like, get our bearings on this fight. It was tough, but it's definitely one of the ones, especially for, like, melee agility classes, your best in slot trinket's gonna be on this boss. Like, it is a really, really, really cool trinket. Like, I was looking at it first, I was like, is that an upgrade? And then I started to look over, and I was like, you know what, that's a, that's a big upgrade. <laughs> It does, a, it does a nice effect, too, if you're standing behind a, a boss, which, as a melee DPS, you should be. All right. And then, you know, you pour through some more of the trash. <clears throat> and, like I said, from Horde perspective, you're still fighting as an Alliance person. So you still have the Alliance racials. Uh, and you get to Rastakhan. And this is a cool fight. Like, we really had to focus on this fight because there are, like, four phases so, like, you had to know what each phase, what was going on in each phase. It was really complicated. I can imagine. <clears throat> but, like, once you had it down, it was really cool. Like, it took us a couple times to really figure out what we were doing. But once we did, you know, he was the last boss we fought um, the first night. And he... So you actually do fight Bonsomni in this fight, too, which is really cool. But didn't you fight him in the last one? So you fight him in the last one if, if only if you're on Mythic. And then you fight him in the Rastakhan fight. Now, you don't actually kill him because he just, like, you know, he kind of dips away for his yeah, own safety. He does his, his thing. Saving his own ass. But, like, you deal with, like, um, so you have players that are in the living realm and you have players in the de de dead realm. Oh, that's cool. And it's really cool because, like, the things you do in the dead realm, like, affect the living realm and vice versa. Hmm. So, like, you have to put down these little, like, beacons in the living room on a certain area so that people in the dead room can run over them and, like, drop their, their debuffs. That reminds me of Full Metal Alchemist for some reason. <laughs> but, like, it's really, really cool because, like, you actually do fight Bonsomni and then Rastagon. That is really cool. And, like, there's there's these two ads, like, his, uh, his guards, you have to fight them first, and then they get... When you go into the dead realm, they actually get brought back to life in the <laughs> dead realm. So you have to kill them oh, dear. at the same time. So it, it's a really cool fight. 
And Sounds then, like a pain in the ass. Yeah, at first it was. Like, it was, like, it was confusing because we were trying to figure out... The you, flow of things. The flow of things, like, when to, like, maybe steady DPS. And that's that's an important thing to do in writing, too, is that, like, a lot of people, especially, like, LFRs players, want to just, like, zerg everything. And it's, like, you... Zerg? Like, just go in and just, like, hit it as hard as you can, mm. as fast as you can. It's um, not always what you need to do, I Yeah, guess. no, because, like, a lot of times you need to throttle your DPS. Say that there's, like, a thing that's going to happen, like, another phase. When a boss hits a certain percentage, something else is going to happen. So... Oh, kind of like the High Lord fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, exactly. So, basically, you have different things that are going to happen at different parts of the fight. So, say, like, I think when Rastakhan got, like, 60%, he went to the Dead Realm. So you had to make sure that certain things were done before he got to that percentage. Otherwise, it was, you know, it was going to hurt. Um, and then, like, always, 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 the way that these fights work now is, like, you want to down the ads before you go back to the bosses. I have another comparison, but I can't remember what it's from, where the, the floor falls out. Um, like, you've got like Zelda. <laughs> no, no, no. you got to get the boss to, like, a certain percentage, so that way, like, whenever the floor falls out, like, she's not too powerful, because, like, you fight her somewhere, like, when the floor falls oh, out, Oh, yeah! The Avatar. That was, uh, that was Avatar Sargeras. Was in, it? Yeah, in, um, Antorus. Or no, uh, to, uh, to Miss Sargeras. The guy that, like, he Why was... Why do I remember that? Because I didn't do that. Because you watched me do that one so many times. But, like, that that was another comparison that I had. Yeah, and, I could have sworn of, I was thinking of a woman. Who am I... What am I thinking of? I don't think there was a There was a maiden in there. There was a big stone maiden in there. And then maybe what you're thinking of. That is she what was, I'm thinking of. She was the boss before him. She is what I... Okay, yeah. Yeah, she was the boss before him. Um, but, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So, the next boss... We came back the next day and we fought uh, Mechatork. And Mechatork... So this, is that the little gnome? Yeah, it's the gnome in like the the body armor. Thing. I like him. So, so for horde players, you're now finally back to being horde, horde. players, and um, so alliance players are now going to be turned into horde. So you'll get the horde racials, and the horde goes back to what they were. Yeah, because you're now fighting an alliance. You're fighting your your group basically. Because <clears throat> so, uh, Megatork works with Jaina. Yep. Mechatork is the uh, the gnome faction leader. Which, if you've seen the cinematic, spoiler alert if you haven't, um, but if you've seen the cinematic, he's the one who blows up mm. the horde ships. No, I actually haven't done the alliance quest leading up to the raid, so I was going to do those later on tonight. Um, to kind of, I'm sure that's where you set the charges and everything like that. So, basically, Mechatork was a cool fight. I was so scared... <clears throat> That he died in the cinematic, like... So, spoiler here, he doesn't die. He, like, cryogenically freezes himself as, like, a self-preservation method. Well, no, I mean, whenever, um... I think it was, like, uh, what was it, a cannon or something mm -hmm. that hit him? Mm -hmm. A cannonball hit him? A cannonball hit the, hit the deck. And, uh, I, like, I thought it killed him at first, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, you fight him, and he's a really, really fun boss. So, you basically have these people that are... They have to get out of line of sight, otherwise they'll debuff the entire raid and it hurts. Like, in Heroic, it's probably going to be, like, a damn near wipe. I mean, you can survive, like, one or two on normal and it not, like, be the end of the, end of the world. But, like, our, I want to say our normal kill wasn't the cleanest, but we, you know, we still got it. You know, that's what's important. First kill, we still got it. Um, so, there's a lot of coordination that goes on in this one. 
And this is why I'm really worried for things like LFR because <clears throat> you... So what he does in normal is he shrinks players down. He shrinks a couple players down. And there's these, like, robots that are around that you have to jump inside the robots as when you're shrunk. And it's a really cool... And, like, the other play Like, only the people... So in normal, everyone can see your... Like, what sequence you have to put in. You have to put in the correct sequence three times, and then any button will will detonate the robot. So, everyone can see what your sequence is above your head in normal. But in heroic, only the other people in the robots can see it. Oh, no. <clears throat> and what sucks is when you're shrunk, if someone who is not shrunk walks over you, it can kill you. Oh, my God. And then, like, what's even worse... Be careful of your people. It, yeah, and, like, you have to let them move out first... So then in, um, in Heroic, they throw an extra little wrench into that. One of the players get, becomes gigantic. No, no. And what happens is he, <laughs> no. if he steps on a normal-sized player, it can actually hurt them. Oh, no. <clears throat> so it's a really, it was a really, really neat So fight. how is the giant supposed to see <clears throat> the really tiny? So basically the way that you do it is that you have the people that are small run out like you don't like when it's called at dbms like hey these people are shrunk don't move like let them go to where they need to be first and then you move i'm pretty sure the giant player is going to be like stationary i don't think that they're going to move very much if they do everyone's going to clear out like you, you're going to be able to see them like everyone's going to be able to clear out away from them so you better be paying attention or <laughs> else you're going to get stepped yeah on. there's a lot of coordination going on in this fight. oh my god lfr is going to be hell yeah but like like i said in heroic inside the robots only the other people inside the robots can even see your sequence shit man and like the only experience with the czar lord that i'm going to get right now is lfr yeah maybe Fuck. maybe I All gotta right. get my uh, my hoardy up. So now going into the next fight, and this is the one that like I was pissed off about. Like, and even Blizzard themselves admitted that this fight was overtuned. Like mm, for yeah. normal mode, this was overtuned, like massively overtuned. Like, like there's no reason it should have <clears> been as hard as it the was. The people like there were mythic raiders having like multiple wipes on this boss, like getting their asses kicked, and it's like they shouldn't have, like. You shouldn't have to outgear the content to be able to get the gear. Yeah. Because every one of us, I want to say, was well above 385, and the raid drops base level 385 in normal. Mm. I mean, I was I, I got happy on Mechatork. I think I got 400 gloves. I was really excited about that. Why so, don't they take the time <clears throat> before raids drop to, you know... You know, it's funny. They actually do that. They test them on the PTR, but I, I think this may have been one of the ones that they didn't test. Or if they did, oh no, they did test it, and it was so bugged on the PTR that they couldn't get anything accomplished. Really? Like, I was watching, yeah, I was watching Fat Boss, and they were talking about this fight. That they were saying we could not get any consistent like attempts on this boss because he kept bugging out. You'd think that'd <clears> be a thing that they fix. Yeah. Oh yeah. You'd hope they would. So they're uh, just really dropping the ball. They should expansion. have hot fixed it by now, so it should be fine now. So the way this fight works, and it's kind of cool. <clears throat> You again have to split your raid up between two boats. And there's two tide priests on each boat. And you have to get them down and kill them off because the longer they're up, I believe, the more energy they send to the big boss that you have to fight. Lemuria, I think is his name. And there's still a faction switch going <clears throat> on right now, right? Uh, yeah, so the last three bosses, Alliance has now become Horde. So Horde is back to who they were. 
Alliance has now become Horde. So the, because <clears throat> this is the Stormwall blockade. So uh, you have to send your raiders off to the different boats, and like there's all kinds of crazy shit going on in the boats. On the one that I was on with Brother Joseph, there were like you had to run these little like pools out away from the raid. They were like frost pools, but they can actually be used to your advantage because what he does is he calls a siren. Mm -hmm. And the siren will call to a player in the raid group that's on that boat, and they will pull them to the edge of the boat until if, like, basically they're not killed, the siren's not killed, before that player reaches the edge, they'll fall off and die. <laughs> <clears throat> but you can use those pools to slow you down. Only thing that sucks is they, they do a lot of damage. So if you're the one who's, like, being tempted and... You're having to go through those pools. Make sure that like your healer knows to heal you up. That hey, this person's gonna be taking a lot of damage. Because in addition to the pool itself, the siren does a damage to you while she's pulling you in. So you want to get those things down as soon as possible. <clears throat> and then on, uh, and then he does like this little uh, shield on himself, mm. and you have to burn off the shield and then interrupt his cast. If you don't, the big boss is gonna get a lot of energy. And I'll, I'll touch on, like, why that's a big deal here in a minute. So, uh, on the other ship, you've got Sister Catherine. And she's got, like, these voltage lines running across in different patterns on her boat. So you have to dodge them because they hurt. And then she does, like, this little swirly storm. If you're within a certain area of it, it's going to stun you. <clears throat> and, like, the further away you are from it, the, like, the shorter the time period lasts that you're silenced or stunned. Um, so finally you kill them off. Oh, and on Heroic, there's another little twist that when any one of them hits 50%, they teleport to the other boat. Like they, the bosses switch up the other boat. So you have to know how both bosses work on Heroic. <clears throat> so, and even when you kill them on normal, you have to kill them within two seconds of each other. Because if you don't, the spirit of the dead one will continue to channel energy at a fast rate into the big boss. <clears throat> So now you have, in Heroic, they have to reach 50% around the same time. They'll switch boats, and you still have to kill them within the same, like, about two seconds of each other. And then you click on these little pedestals, <clears throat> and you teleport back to the, uh, you know where the, the boats are and everything on the Zandalari port? Mm -hmm. So that's actually, you're fighting at the end of the port. Oh, okay. So that's where this fight takes place. That helps me visualize So, like, better. the boats are off, like, they're off in the port. Like on the water, and you like tell you fly a pterodactyl over to them, and then you teleport back over. So you're fighting this guy at the end of the stock, and it's like lemon uh, area or something like that. And he's like this big amalgam of like kelp and like tidal force and everything. Um, like I said, he was like really overtuned on ours. So he looks like swamp ass <clears throat> thing. Yeah, pretty much. He looks like swamp thing and like uh, a frost elemental had a baby. Oh wait, wait I forgot that. That swamp ass thing was an impractical jokers thing and not I mean, like a you're real not wrong. thing. He does look like swamp ass thing. <clears throat> so the problem we were having with him was that every time we would go over to fight him, <clears throat> like we would get him down pretty well, and then he would like start summoning these elementals and they're not paced the right way. They would they would bug out to where they would like you would run back to drop off the uh, this debuff. And when you did uh, like you okay, so you use it very consciously. When you get the debuff, you run around and you clear off all like the stuff he lays on the ground because he does like these swirls on the ground. 
You need to clear them out because melee is going to run out of space. Range is going to run out of space. Tanks are going to run out of space. So you have to run around and clear it. And then when it's about to fall off, you run back like further down the port, like back toward the city proper, and you drop it off and then elemental spawns. <clears throat> so is have you guys gotten past this guy yet? No. Or... No, like that's how bad this was. Like we never got we never downed him. So how are you gonna cover the, the less Well boxes? I'm just gonna mention that that's that's who's next. All right. But um so we you know, we went in there and did this fight and the uh, we were just getting overwhelmed with elementals. <clears throat> so the tanks get a debuff. And it's like this kelp debuff. And when it falls off, it like doesn't an AoE radius thing to whatever it hits, it takes damage. So if it gets hit players, they take 10% increased damage. On non-players, like the elementals that spawn, they can actually, however many stacks the tank had, when the debuff falls off, like if a healer cleanses it off, then that's how many stacks the elemental has. So if you have a tank that's taking a lot of stacks, like they have like eight or nine stacks, they go and drop that on the elemental, the elemental is taking 80-90% increased damage, and they're gonna, like the range is just going to blow them up. <clears throat> I think that that might have been part of our issue too, is that we weren't like taking high enough stacks out to there to them. But he, the physical damage he did to the tanks was still overtuned for what it was. I totally want to make a meme out of this boss. <laughs> I like I seriously <clears throat> just wanted to be a meme of like, and the ads start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> Put a big L in the shape of his forehead or. Uh, <laughs> Shape of an L on his forehead, like right in the middle of the boss, for Lemon Area, right? <clears throat> so he, um, on Haruk, they actually, you can control the flow of how the ads come out. Because instead of <clears throat> basically an ad dying and then the debuff popping onto someone else, you control who gets the debuff. Because when the ad dies, an orb falls down, and whoever collects the orb runs around and clears and then as soon as their debuff falls off like basically another ad comes up to kill get the orb run around so uh basically whoever picks up the orb is the one that spawns the ad later on so the first ad just gets spawned and then after you kill him you clear out the stuff so i think that that's a lot better way to to do this fight like logistically because you can control who's clearing it like, you can't control who gets the debuff in normal. But in Heroic, you're like, hey, Hunter, you're highly mobile. Go get this orb, clear this stuff, run to the back, because you're a very fast class. <clears throat> like, you're a very, very, very fast, like, high mobility class. But yeah, that's... Like, we were getting him down, it's just that... <clears throat> when too many ads reach him, they channel a spell on him. Mm. And it increases his energy. When he hits 100 energy, he does the spell, and it wipes the rage. So he's shaggy. <clears throat> yeah, basically, he he just like he just decimates us. All I right. feel bad for anyone who's not gonna get that meme. <laughs> so the final boss of the raid is Jana, and we didn't. So because we didn't take Stormwall down, we didn't get to her. Mm. So what I di was hearing though is that she's significantly easier than him on his overtuned state. Like people that downed him, it was just a cakewalk to kill her. Probably or <clears throat> kill. Well, yeah, so you In don't quotes. really kill her. You, you injure her. Yeah. But um, basically, I feel like that was really the only fight in the raid that we really had a challenge with. Like, Conclave, once we figured out the rhythm, <clears throat> we were good. 
But, like, everything else, like, seems pretty fine for normal. If you're coming out in, like, heroic gear... Now, I don't really advise people who are in primarily normal old deer gear to go into this. <clears throat> you want to have, like, around a mid-370, like, 374, 372. You want to have around that item level because the first boss is kind of a damage check because you have to switch between the boss and the ads switch between the boss and the ads and then basically you have to dps the boss and then when she puts switches her seal you go in and you like nuke the ads and you have to kill them fast and then once they're down you go back over to the boss and like fight and it keeps going mm -hmm. so basically if you're slow to take down either one it's gonna like kind of hurt you in the raid and there's a lot of um like you kind of want the health pool too to go with it and it's just a thing to where like you're gonna have to have like some nice dps in here you're gonna i want to say like everyone going into this is going to want to be able to push out like at least 12k dps like at minimum i mean we burned through it because like every one of us was pulling out like you know around like 14 15k you know at, at minimum so that's the cat being weird over there no the cat is asleep oh um anyways uh basically we had that that push in there to get her down but like i said don't like and don't feel bad if you're a raider and like your guild's like hey we want to try this because we you know it's the new raid out and we want to give it a go if you haven't cleared too much of heroic old year you're gonna have a hard time in here because the it is a gear jump <clears throat> if you're coming from like having 355 trying to go up to 385 content that's a 30 gear 30 i love disparity like you're gonna your tank's gonna have a hard time they're gonna be getting popped pretty hard your dps is gonna have a hard time like with pulling the numbers and then your healers are gonna be struggling because the tanks are getting hit so hard and the dps too is not killing things at a rate which would be uh, good for, like, for taking the content down. But, yeah, that's kind of my sum up of, like, my Desire Lore experience. I really like the raid. I'm looking forward to, like, popping it again this week and, like, killing it. Well, I'm <clears> sure the <throat> listeners had just as much fun listening as I did. I learned a lot because I haven't run the raids yet or anything. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> we've got a little bit of time left here, so I figured that we could cover what we tried to cover in the last video, or not video, but podcast, and talk about maybe some of our favorite uh, voice actors from the game. Okay. So, uh, someone who actually is voice acting in this raid, Laura Bailey. She plays everyone's favorite Frost Mage, Jaina. <clears throat> but, like, you know, the game would not be where it is without the fantastic voice actors that make up their characters. Right. Like, if, if someone like Laura Bailey hadn't voiced Jaina, she wouldn't have this commanding aura about her. Or, like... Liam O'Brien. Yeah, as Illidan. Like, if, if Illidan was sounded puny, you'd be like, I don't really want to... I don't want to follow like, you. sometimes the hand of fate must be forced. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, sometimes the hand of fate must be forced, guys. <laughs> Let's get in there and go do it. No, no. Like, you have, um... You have, like... Like I said, Laura Bailey. She does a lot of, uh... Like, she does stuff in, like, Avengers Assemble. She does Black Widow. And you can, like, tell. It's like, oh, that's Laura Bailey. I, I can do you one better. What's up? You know, uh... My destiny is my own. <laughs> but yeah, Liam O'Brien. So Liam O'Brien also does stuff in Avengers Assemble as well. He uh, he voices Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, nice. So he's got, like, this mysterious aura about him. It's like, 
you know, I am the Sorcerer Supreme. His so, fate is his own too. Yeah, he he actually like I was listening, to, I was watching it, and uh, I didn't make the click in my brain that uh, that was Illidan. So um, vocal diversity, man. Right. So Patrick Seitz is another one, and Patrick Seitz. Oh no, 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 sorry. This is not who I thought it was. So Patrick Seitz uh, voices Arthas and Garrosh. Now I'm not talking about like Lich King Arthas. I'm talking about like Prince Arthas. You know, very as he was regal. He, yeah, very regal, very formal. So I think uh, a different guy <clears throat> voices <clears throat> Lich King Arthas. So Patrick Seitz also voicing Garrosh, and he's just like got this. Yet another voice that you don't want to be puny. Yeah, like you have to have like this theory to you to play an orc because like they're you know blood and thunder you know latar gore victory or death they're man you've got to have it. some vocal versatility to play a regal prince and then turn around and play an orc yeah like a really rustic orc yeah oh yeah so uh then we have like michael mcconaughey uh McConaughey, who does lich king and deathwing and like that's a, and I know that they've done like voice modulation because like Deathwing's voice is very like raspy and just so Lich King <clears throat> being both of the Lich Kings. Yeah, but uh, I think that he does both of them because the him wearing the helm actually is what like alters his voice. Mm. And what you can think about that too is that like the spirit of Merzul is in the helm. So you could really say that <clears throat> he doesn't really. I guess voice the Lich King, but rather what possesses the yeah. armor. Yeah, he basically voices the Helm of Command. Or, or Helm of Domination is what that's called. Not Helm of Command. So <clears> hot. <throat> so the next person is Travis Willingham. So he voices Trallion. And funny enough, he's married to Laura Bailey. Don't really see how that's funny I, I just enough. thought it was interesting like because they actually met doing voice acting. And, um... They're not, like... Are they together in game two? Like, uh, Torellian no, and Jaina? No, 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 no. Torellian's, like, way older but than But no, Jaina. no, no. Um, who, who <clears throat> is he with? Illyria. Yeah. Yeah, he's with Illyria. They have a kid, funny enough. Torellian is... I'm not even gonna get into... <laughs> More like dad Rallyon, right? <laughs> is that what you're saying over there? Look, man, I don't know <laughs> who I want to call daddy more, him or Cadgar. No, I'm thinking that... Charles Wingham was, I think I put that for him. Mm-hmm. He voices Thor. Yes. Okay, so he, yeah, 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 because Troy Baker doesn't voice Thor. So, Tra- uh, Travis Wingham, I believe he voices Thor in Avengers Assemble. And, like, he's got this, like, very, yeah, it is him. Because you can hear the very commanding, like, holy, like... I am a god. I am a god, basically. Yeah, you can hear it in, like, Tyrallian's voice. And he's got this commanding presence that, like, you need to have as someone like the God of Thunder, you need to have that. Yeah, because, like, with <clears throat> Turalyon, I guess the way you could see it to draw a parallel is he's got the light flowing through him. Yeah, he actually... So, um, I'm sure you've noticed that when you, like, encountered in him, that half of his sword is made of light. So, the reason why that is is because it, it was actually another person's sword. I, I forget who, like, I'm... Rusty on this part of my lore. It was a broken sword, and he basically channeled the power of the light into that sword and killed Blackhand. But uh, when I say he's got the power of the light flowing through him, I mean very literally. For those who saw Rejection of the Gift, mm-hmm. the cinematic where um, Illidan kills Zira, mm-hmm. 
whenever he does, if you pay attention, <clears throat> you can see a very noticeable change. In his eyes, because, like, the, the light drains out of his eyes. That's what I mean. He's quite literally got <clears throat> the power of the light flowing through him. It's like, although in his case, it's a bit of, like, fanaticism falling out of his eyes. Because, well, like, they're yeah. very fanatical. Well, yeah, but <clears throat> it... I think it's both literal and metaphorical mm. that, like, he drew a lot of his confidence, his power, his his very fiber of his being from the light. Yeah. And that's why I can draw the comparison to mm. also sounding like someone like Thor mm. because... Harnessing the Odin force and everything like that. Yeah. You know, channeling all that, that power through, through his hammer. All right, so the next person <clears throat> is Troy Baker. And uh, he this, does not look like he, he does should. not look the guy like the guy you would expect him voicing. He voices Gul'dan. Like you see his picture <clears> and you're just like, are you serious? Like I know that they do a lot of voice modulation and everything like okay, that. Okay, but, but you still, still gotta have it in your voice. You gotta yeah. There's gotta be the bass voice there to do that. Like we were looking through the list <clears> of voice actors just to like make sure that we got everyone <clears> down, and we came across him and who he voiced and. It was you know, a lot of these people do like a lot of cartoon voice acting and so, but like action cartoons, and yeah. they have like these really, really like versatile roles, and they're just really like, you know, like I said, Laura Bailey, for example, voices Black Widow. If Sammy were a WoW character, <laughs> who do you think she would be? She'd be Kimble, the the Loa, like the Tiger Loa. Sorry. That's what she, she, that's what she looks like over there. She did a really cute, elegant thing, and. <laughs> But yeah, so Laura Bailey, uh, back on back on her, like she has a very sensual quality about her voice, and for someone like Black Widow, when she voices her, it really comes out because that's part of her allure as a hero is that she uses that manipulation on weak-willed and stupid men, basically. So, almost <clears throat> every man. Yeah, like basically. don't don't come for me. I said almost. <laughs> but like basically, men her, who are oh her by that. singing voice. Yeah. Like, really strikes a chord in me. Mm. Like, I brought this up last time we tried to record this, mm. but listening to the live version of Daughter of the Sea mm. is haunting but gorgeous. Yeah. And she, uh, like, she herself is very beautiful. And, like, oh, Laura Bailey, is. if you're listening to this, and Travis Wingham, if you're listening to this, you guys are both awesome. We love you both. Not that they're gonna ever probably watch us at all, but... Tag her, tag her on Twitter. You... <laughs> Could I? You think she would listen to it? She might. She might, actually. It's like, hey, we discussed voice acting. It's like, we talked about you and your husband. But no, like, she <laughs> like so has weird. this very, like... And they've actually, I think, modeled Jaina, her new look, after her a little bit. It wouldn't be the first time that, that, that something like that's <clears throat> happened. Like, whenever somebody becomes so iconic in their role and mm -hmm. they get a remodel, they're very often modeled to look like their voice actors. Yeah, because, like, and this is... Not to be against Blizzard, but, like, when they first had Jaina in the game, she just looked very... Indistinct. Not really indistinct. Very pathetic. For the power... Granted, it was, she hadn't really tapped into her all of her power, but, like, I for think, the power that she was capable of harnessing... I think that was the point. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> she started as this really delicate, like, you know, kind of... Not really mousy... I was going to say sweet, mousy kind of person, like, and then mm. she just 
went through so much heartbreak, so, so much, much, so much stuff over the course of a short period of time because that has hardened her. her She's realized her being potential. killed. She basically like now her father kind of was hard headed and was determined to do this anyways. But <clears throat> the the big thing here is the fact that she blames herself. Yeah, she blamed herself. She tried to stop him. And you can hear, you can now hear that sorrow and hardness in her voice, like especially after what happened with her mom. I know her mm-hmm. and her mother have like now Reconciled. made up, yeah. But you could tell that that interaction just further broke her heart. Yeah, and it's a thing to where too that like the, all the visions she saw, like Arthas, for example, like that really tore her because they were. They were a thing. They they were. She like, loved him with everything. She loved him, and like she, you know, and there's like AU's out there where it shows like Jane of t- picking up Frostmourne instead of him, and I think it's the kind of thing to where, um, you know, Arthas was definitely destined for that destiny, destined destiny. <laughs> but so, like. Jaina blames herself mm-hmm. for everything. She blames that herself for not on. for not stopping him at, at the gates of Stratholme. She also blames herself for not stro- for not stopping her father. Like yeah. every like almost everything that has happened to her, she feels like she yeah. caused. Like she could have done something about it. Yeah. And you can, Laura Bailey does really really phenomenal with conveying that feeling. For she really get phenomenal for characters who are tormented by their by their dark past, basically. Like, like Black Widow, for example. Like, this is what I mean by, like, without a really great voice actor for Mm -hmm. the role that they're playing, the game would be nothing. Yeah. So I think that's a really good segue into the next guy. Now, this guy, you've seen him at BlizzCon. He has been a huge part of not just the World of Warcraft, but, like, Warcraft itself. And, like, Blizzard itself. Like, Chris Metzen is a, you know, he... If you look back at the old, like, uh, CD books and game books from Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, and Warcraft 3, and you flip through them, you'll see, like, ha- like pin-drawn, hand-drawn art, and you'll see his signature there. So he yes. actually, he did creating storyline, he did storyboarding, he, like, created the characters, and he voices Thrall. His voice acting aside, without him, the game would be nothing like yeah. it is now because he I mean, is like, such a huge part of the game you can't have someone like thrall and there's talk we talk about like the voice actors like really having to have that edge and he's got it <laughs> he, like his natural speaking voice is very gruff and very deep and of course you know when he back when he would get on stage at blizzcon and stuff like that he would be like for the horde and he would do it in his like his best thrall orc voice and it's like, I, I think maybe eventually we're going to see Thrall come back into the game. He, he's been kind of... I think... He's been AFK for a while, raising kids. I think, uh... <clears throat> I think Metzen just kind of took a step back to, I guess, take a more creative output and stance <clears throat> on everything? Or is he just kind of... He's, uh, he stepped back from the design aspect and everything. Uh, he still does the voice acting, because he still does a couple of characters in the game. And, like, they're not just, like, sound bits of him. He actually still voices some characters in the game. Off the top of my head, I, I couldn't tell you who. Okay, I was just about <clears> to ask. So, the next guy on the list is another one of those people with a really, like, deep voice who's well-known for his deep voice. I mean, also a really <clears> versatile <throat> voice. Yeah. Brought it dis- to you... It disturbs me. Brought hate. to you by the same person who voices Cleveland Jr., the principal from American Dad. 
Kevin Michael Rich- Kevin Michael Richardson. And he also he voices Trigon in yes. Teen Titans. And like I'm not talking about the, the bullshit Teen Titans Go. I'm talking about the original. Everyone's favorite intermin- interdimensional I mean, demon. He voices both of them, but like to get the real edge of him, like listen to that one. Like oh yeah. A lot of times he he voices now he voices people that look like him in real life. Yeah. Like Principal Lewis actually looks like Kevin Michael Richardson. Like in America that he looks just like Kevin Michael Richardson. He tends to voice characters who are very much like him. Like he'll voice like a big heavyset black man. Yeah. And like cuz you don't expect like Principal Lewis, he's a big black guy. You don't expect him to have like a tiny voice. And so everyone's <laughs> favorite POC coded what orc? Mhm. Grom. Yeah, he voices Grom Hellscream. And, you know, that's another, like, really, really deep voice orc. Like, if you watch the uh, the movie-type cinematic they had for Warlords, and you have, like, Grom's voiceover on it, that is all Kevin Michael Richardson. It's like, <clears throat> you wouldn't expect for him to voice Cleveland Jr. Yeah, a very high-pitched fat kid. But, like... Every now and again, he does his deep voice thing, like, whenever, um, he marries the, the Latina. Uh, and, like, she brings up cookies in bed or whatever. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he gets all excited. He's like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, another example of vocal versatility, yeah. like. And, you know, nearly every one of these voice actors has that. So, I wanted to bring up, too, like, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy that voices Vol'jin. Looks like the guy you would probably expect to voice Vol'jin, okay? Like, he's got these just awesome dreads, and he, like, he looks Jamaican, and it's like, you, you look at him, you're like, okay, that, that's the guy that voices Vol'jin. So, to still be in the Blizzard universe, just taking the attention away from World of Warcraft for just a second, my favorite voice actor ever is, uh, Steve Blum. And yeah. I know he does Diablo stuff. Uh, he was, like, Zoltan Cool, I think, is who. And I think he's done some random voices in WoW as well. I, I'm sh- <clears throat> I'm more than sure that I've heard him in WoW. But mm-hmm. if anybody wants to correct me, or if he has done stuff in WoW and you want to like help me out he here, yeah. then I would greatly appreciate it because he is my favorite ever and I want new characters to fall in love with, so... Mm-hmm. I wonder, too, it would be really funny if they ever decided to, like, talk to Tom Kenny, be like, hey! Now, I think he's done random voices in there. Dude, Maybe. I just, I want him to be a gnome, and I want his name to be Squanchy. <laughs> no, no, even better, even better. He'd be, like, a gnome, but he'd be, like, his name would be, like, Bob. And so he'd be like, Patrick! <coughs> and he would just do the obnoxious Spongebob voice. No. No, no, no. He's gotta be something that's gonna be near the sea. And he's got to have a squid friend that he constantly annoys. What if, what if he's like, what if they actually have him voice one of the bosses in the Crucible of the Storms? And so he's talking to, to Nazoth and he's like... Look, no. He's got to have a, a twin part. One where he sounds like Spongebob and then one where he sounds like the robot from Final Space. Yeah. Like, you, you want... That's, that's vocal versatility. Oh, yeah. That is terrifying vocal versatility. And what's even more <clears throat> terrifying is that robot mm. is his natural speaking yeah, voice. Yeah, like, that's it. Like, if he didn't put any inflection in his voice, that's it's his natural a, tone. That's his... If kinda, he's monotoned... Kind of hot. Like, he basically is like, you feel like doom is coming to you. 
not okay not even so much doom but like you oddly accept death at that point yeah it's just like i could die right now and tom kenny could deliver my last my last words that i ever hear and i'd be okay with it but yeah i i found it to be a very very haunting voice it's it was an awesome voice it was just absolutely terrifying but uh if you've got any you know favorite voice actors from just general blizzard universe (laughs) i'm not gonna (laughs) limit it to wow yeah like i want to say um because i'm pretty sure that there are some great overwatch voices too. overwatch starcraft like the guy that voices rainer the guy that voices kerrigan also, if you guys want us to cover anything else from the Blizzard universe, whether it be StarCraft mm-hmm. or... Diablo. You know. Um, We'd well, be hard-pressed to cover anything from Overwatch because yeah. I don't really have access to Overwatch. Same. But. but, you know, those other two things, I won't be able to weigh in as much, but I would be really happy to join in the conversation, you mm-hmm. know. Might learn a little, little bit from it. Yeah, like, so. you know, I would actually be really open to playing those things, at, like, mm-hmm. here pretty soon or whatever, so we could do something about that, so we take a wow break, you know? Yeah. Because we're going to be hard-pressed to find things to talk about every week. Oh, yeah. I am, I'm going to try and keep a more consistent schedule. I've been getting sick lately, and we've been working our butts off lately, because uh, we're both working now. Yeah. We had to wake um, up at 8 o'clock in the morning the other day. No, we, ha- I, we had or to wake up at 6.30 in, yeah. in the morning the other day. Oh, yeah, so that was kind of rough. But, um, so I'm thinking uploads around Tuesday okay. are fine. That way we have kind of a grace that period. That kind of works with, like, server resets and everything like that, too. Yeah. So please bear with mm-hmm. us while we get everything solidified. I am also, um, just an update on the Etsy situation. I am trying to get in the works of having a separate Etsy straight up just for our our merchandise. Um, I'm not going to overwhelm it with, like, different kinds of merch. For now, I'm just going to stick with the mugs and Mm -hmm. maybe some, like, hoodies. hoodies. Well, I'm going to do hoodies for now because it's wintertime. Yeah, it's fair. And then once it starts to warm back up, I'll pull the hoodies and start with, like, maybe some shirts or whatever. But, um... Yeah, that's all we have for this week. Um, I'll drop any links that we have below. And uh, tell you what, guys, you know, uh, I started getting into heroic, and we go in to kill Jaina. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell about my experience in that. I'm talk, talk about, talk about oh, my yeah. experience in the heroic version of the raid. Oh yeah, so <clears throat> definitely look forward to that coming up. Because mythic does open next week too, so we're really gonna be pushing to start doing that too. So that's gonna be a whole different beast. Yeah. So in the comments below, tell me about your experiences, and see you next week.